One of the more undesirable things in leadership is needing to tell an employee they didn't get the promotion. Even worse is if they are an amazing person. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss how to tell an employee they didn't get the promotion. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We have yet another sensitive subject to tackle today, and I feel the timing is appropriate. As of the the release of this specific episode, we are only halfway through the first quarter of the new year. And it's usually this time of year that there's a lot of change. Pay rates are changing. Comp plans are changing. There's clearly personnel changes probably going on. And there are needs for promotion, promotion of people, promotion of people to advance the impact of your company. So we're looking at this. The org chart is shifting. Uh, People are excited too because they might get their big break. If you've ever been in a position where you had to deny an employee a promotion, then you know how uncomfortable the situation can be. And if you're not uncomfortable doing that, then you're probably a little too calloused and maybe a little too aggressive, and this might benefit you as well. No matter how you shake this thing, it's a tough conversation. But there are ways to ease the awkwardness. In fact, I have found that when you do this well, the experience may prove to be an opportunity for maybe a, a, a more desired level of communication and coaching with the person that you're, you're letting down. So I want to take a look at some uh, do's and don'ts when telling an employee they didn't get the promotion because I have done this wrong many times. Um, and I will tell you early in my leadership tenure, I dreaded it. And I specifically dreaded it to the employee that was doing a lot of things right. Uh, They came early. They stayed late. They were a team player. They were a culture ambassador. Uh, They they carried high honor. They were courteous. They were respectful. And the results even weren't that bad, but they just weren't the obvious choice. And I can tell you I used to dread these conversations, and I used to tiptoe around them, and I used to be very passive in my approach. So I'm going to give you several years of experience of doing this wrong and what I have seen that works. So let's start the let's start the journey with the do's. Things that you should be considering doing when you got to break this news. The first thing, maybe the most important, is to prepare them for the conversation. And this is uh, – if you've been in any of my sales classes, I always say that one of the best ways to handle an objection is with a great presentation. Uh, This kind of falls in line with that where we're preparing them mentally uh, for the conversation. So let's paint this scenario. Before actually talking to them about the fact that they didn't get the job, we're going to mentally prepare them to discuss why they didn't get it. And I recommend that you send them an email or some type of a a private message asking them if they're available for a one-on-one meeting. 
This is your opportunity to gently break the disappointing news and give them a heads up about what this conversation is going to be. And so it could it could sound a little something like this uh, when you send the message. Hey, Brad, I need to let you know that unfortunately you weren't selected for the promotion. It was a difficult choice, and I'd like to set up a meeting with you to discuss the reasons behind my decision. I'd also like to talk to you about what made you a strong candidate and discuss development opportunities for you in the future. Let me know when you'd be available to talk. Now think about this. Matter of fact, think about receiving this on your own, getting this message on your own. What's this do? This is going to allow them some time to process the news and process the emotion that they might be feeling This is a great way to help them not do something silly because, listen, I've been on the receiving end of this where I didn't get the promotion and they're telling me – I I mean it's raw for me the first time hearing it. Now they've already processed it. They're they're good. There's no emotion coming from the leader because they've already already settled with it. But I've been in the meeting where the news broke and I was across the desk and they're like, you didn't get the job and I'm ready to like – flip out. Like I'm emotional. I thought for sure I was getting this. This was going to be the breakthrough. I've been killing myself in this company for 15 years and I didn't get this. Who in the world got this thing? If it wasn't me, who could it be? Who in this company is better than me? Like I'm processing all this and I'm just mentally hijacked. I wished there were some leaders that sent this message out. You know how much processing takes place between this email And the actual meeting, now we're giving this person the ability to come up with questions that are relevant. We're we're giving them a chance to go home and throw plates on the wall and just get all their anger and frustration out so that they can come to this meeting a little more composed. Please do this for your people. The second do, approach the discussion with high empathy. I hope this goes without saying. But in a situation like this, they're probably going to feel a little bit discouraged and and telling them that you intend to be straightforward while leaving room for their input. This is going to give them a sense of ownership over the outcome of this meeting. I would not recommend that you apologize for them not getting the promotion. That's a whole, that's a dark area of empathy. Don't go there. I mean, it's not your fault they didn't get the promotion. I don't think you need to apologize. But putting yourself in their shoes, that's a great idea. Oftentimes, we have no idea the amount of weight and how emotionally draining this is on somebody. When you're empathetic, it tells them that you want to hear them, that you want to understand their feelings. This is raw to them. It's fresh to them. And by the way, let me say this. The people that get a little more hijacked than than others, oftentimes, it's because they truly care that much. They just wanted this so bad. So having high empathy, it's going to take some of the heat out of the room. The third thing I would tell you to do is to use I statements. I statements. Why? I have found these I statements are better for communicating your perspective. And by the way, it is your perspective. This isn't about right and wrong, right? You know, this is your perspective. But when you use I statements, I feel like they communicate your perspective better because they don't provoke as much defensiveness. 
This is a this is a environment rich for somebody to become defensive. We have to try to get ahead of that by being great communicators. And, and I'll give you an example of this. <clears throat> Instead of saying something like, in this role, you're going to need to be good at receiving feedback, but you, you often get defensive and frustrated when you receive feedback from others. Now think about this. This is a you statement. The, 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 immediately, they're going to go on the defensive. I'm just told you that the role you applied for uh, requires somebody that's good at receiving feedback, and you are somebody that gets defensive and frustrated when you receive feedback from others. Look out. I mean, you, th this person is now triggered. So instead of saying that, say, hey, on a few, few occasions, I've observed you using confrontational language when receiving feedback from others. Now, this is what I've observed. And the more specific that you can be, the better. Use I statements because they're giving your perspective. And the more clear and crisp the I statement is, the more you might change this into a learning opportunity for them. Doing this may not necessarily make the situation perfect, but I have found it to significantly improve the outcome. Let's transition to the don'ts because there are some don'ts. These are, these are don't do these things. And you guessed it, number one, on my list of don't do's is don't use the compliment sandwich. If you are a frequent listener of this show, you know this is a sensitive subject to me. You know how I feel about this compliment sandwich. This is when you use a compliment, then you bake in a criticism, and then you put another compliment to structure your conversation. But employees often sense this kind of feedback <clears throat> as disingenuous. And by the way, it's not helpful for their growth. You've done nothing. If anything, you've just frustrated them. Instead, well, here's what you need to do. Describe the situation and be objective about the situation. For example, the employee didn't receive the promotion because they've been struggling with time management and meeting deadlines. Now, look, I'm not here to tell you they're going to want to hear that, but it's very firm. It's very direct, and you're giving them the gift of feedback versus, hey, man, I think you're just amazing, but you're late to meetings a lot, but, man, I think you're awesome. That's so disingenuous. The other thing is to offer your perspective, and this is the moment to share your ob observations using the I statements that I just talked about uh, earlier. Use I statements. Describe the situation and be objective about it, but please, for the love of everything holy, do not use the compliment sandwich in this moment. You're just going to make them more upset. The second thing, don't turn the conversation into a performance review. This is not the time. This is surely not the place to go into performance review mode. For the most part, employees don't like performance reviews to begin with, and the timing of doing it now is going to be a disaster for you. Don't do it. Focus your discussion on why the employee wasn't promoted. Don't use it to address unrelated shortcomings in their current position. You know, this isn't the time to pile on all the reasons why they're, in, you know, inadequate at the company. I mean, they're already emotional. Stick to the point. This is why you didn't get the promotion. This is what we can work on. Number three, don't. Don't lecture them. Instead of speaking nonstop when presenting your reasoning, 
here's a great thing to do. Start baking in questions throughout this conversation. This brings them into the journey. This will make it more engaging. It will allow them to have a voice in this. You might ask them, is there anything you'd like me to clarify? I mean, you just rolled out this information. You didn't get the position. Here's why you didn't get to get the position. Is there anything you'd like me to clarify? I'll bet there is. I'll bet there is. You've just opened the door to feedback. You've just opened the door to a healthy conversation. Here's another one that I like. That's why we made that decision. I'm open to your feedback about it. I'm open to it. Would you like to give me feedback? Is there anything you'd like to add? So we've already told you why we made the decision. Now I'm open to your feedback. Another one is, that's the, hey, listen, um, back to empathy. Remember we talked about empathy earlier? Listen, I'm sure this wasn't easy for you to hear, Brad. How are you feeling about what I just said? How, how are you feeling? How are you processing this? Now, now we're opening it up. It's a little tender. Give them a moment. Get, allow them to be upset, right? Allow them to share some things, right? Don't jump on them. Do you have any questions or thoughts about what I just shared with you, Brad? There's going to be questions. There's going to be thoughts. Don't just word vomit on them. This isn't a lecture. Make a couple of your points. Ask a good question. Pull them into the conversation. Even when this doesn't go perfectly and rarely does it because it's a highly emotional thing, but they leave after a time of reflection saying, well, at least I have some direction. At least I feel like my voice was heard. Here's a couple other things to consider when preparing for this discussion. Make sure that you are preparing your talking points. You may feel nervous during the discussion, and it'll be easier to be objective before your meeting than during it. It's hard. Because, you know, you're, you're trying to recover in a meeting. They say something you weren't ready for. Make sure that you're writing some good notes and talking points. Far too often after the hard decision has been made and, you know, Brad doesn't get the promotion but Joe does, you're just glad the whole thing's over and you, you're parading Joe around as a hero and you just want to put all your effort on Joe because we're ready to go. Don't lose sight of this conversation. Um, When you prepare your points, it ensures that you're not going to linger on one thing for too long or overcomplicate this discussion with unnecessary details. People are going to know if you're prepared or not or if you're just rambling on. Uh, The other thing I would tell you is to be very transparent and as specific as you can. Point to specific instances where, where they didn't meet the standards required for the promotion. Look, how they respond to that feedback is none of your business, but you owe them that as a leader. Like if you truly uh, are bought into robust succession planning and helping others reach their fullest potential, you got to give them this feedback. You know, you you could say something like, hey, listen, uh, Brad, as a leader in this company, you need to set a good example by being on time. And I've noticed you arriving late or missing meetings on several occasions occasions in the past. And I have to tell you, that was a factor in my decision. I mean, look, who wants to hear that? Nobody does. But man, 
They need to hear it. You're giving them the opportunity to autocorrect. Not only is this fair and kind, but it will give them the opportunity to write the ship and make the improvements they're going to need for their own career advancement. What they do with that feedback is on them. And then ultimately, you got to help them prepare action steps. What's it going to look like in the future? How are we going to help them go from this place of rejection to getting back on the horse, riding even stronger, and making the adjustments they need to become the future obvious choice? One of the primary goals of your conversation should be coming up with a set of steps that they could take to become more competitive in the future. You've already identified instances where they didn't meet the requirements for promotion. Use these very things to create a set of action steps that they can work on in the coming weeks and months to help prepare them for the next time around. This not only shows that you're invested in their improvement, but you will also know if they have remained engaged or not based on their level of involvement on beginning to go to work on their own professional development. Now look, give them a little bit of space. You know, there may be a couple of days, maybe even two weeks in there that you got to give them a time of mourning and frustration, but that can't linger too long. You got to be watching. If you give them these action steps and they're just not doing anything with it, you probably have a quiet quitter on your hands. Be on the lookout. So closing this one down. There is no denying that it's a it's difficult for everybody involved when you have an internal candidate that's passed over for a promotion. Not a fun discussion. But when you share the disappointing news in person, uh, provide some of the reasons for the decision, you're offering developmental opportunities. This disappointment, it, it has the opportunity to be a catalyst for growth for them. And it has an opportunity for you as a leader to really show up when that person needs it most. Handling these conversations with a level of dignity and respect can help develop trust. It can help create the space for this employee to engage with the organization and you as a leader on a much deeper level. No matter what you say or what you offer, the disappointment is going to stay for some time. It just is. It's raw. It's fresh. Don't think the process is over once you told them, all right, we're good. They know we're, that's over with. We ripped the Band-Aid off. No, be patient. Let, let that person overcome this phase and be there when you're needed. I hope this episode builds your confidence to turn what maybe could be a tragedy into a triumph and an opportunity, and it allows you to continue to build a culture that is about helping others reach their fullest potential. Until next week, keep making a difference in the lives of others, embrace the tough conversations, and make sure that you're always looking for ways to turn the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.